Hello, Denzians of the Multiverse. Um, this is the Board Librarians podcast. We're a couple of librarians currently furloughed um, in the city of Detroit, talking to you about various things you can still access for free with your library card um, from home, even though our various branches are closed. Um, my name's Simon. This is my co-host. I'm Adam. Yeah, um, and this week we are talking about the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, um, both comics and books. They are, uh, they're appropriate for, the books are specifically written for preteen, like, middle school age. The comics themselves are written for, like, early teen to late teen, um, but they're, they're appropriate for whoever, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Um, they, 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 there's, yeah. they've always been wholesome. Like they, they never delve into anything like, like they'll yeah. delve into dark in terms of like what people who don't read comics think comics get dark as. Where it's like, ha 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 ha, Saturday morning cartoon villain dark. <laughs> right. Um, but she is in the comics. She's a freshman in college studying computer science. Um. So that's that's the age that she is in those. Um, so the comics are written by Ryan North and drawn by Erica Henderson. Um, and like I said, she's a freshman going to school for um, software development, computer science. <laughs> and that comes up a lot in the comic. Um, oh my comic God, it's is, so good. <laughs> yeah, the comic is a delight filled with little in-between panel asides and references to the weirder parts of the Marvel Universe, especially, like, the goofy stuff that happened in the 60s and 70s. Um, it's really funny. There's a number of phenomenal side characters, but I guess first we should talk about uh, Doreen Green, <laughs> our, our lovely heroine. Um, she has all the powers of a squirrel, and a giant squirrel tail. She can talk to squirrels. Um, she is here to kick butts and eat nuts. Heck yeah, she um, is. Yep. <laughs> and she does. She does. <laughs> she does. Um, she is actually, she's never been defeated. I do believe she even beat Thanos single-handedly once. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and Galactus. Like, and Galactus. She, and Galactus, yep. Yep, she, she, is, she is the strongest hero in the Marvel Marvel Universe and its universe, <laughs> yeah. The proportional strength of a squirrel. Um, she can also communicate to squirrels. She has a best squirrel friend named Tippy Toe. Tippy Toe is, is delightful. <laughs> Tippy Toe's great. Um, and she's kind of got this like fish out of water thing, like isolated homeschooled kid vibe coming at her um, when she's coming into college. So she's kind of learning how to interact with other human beings instead of just squirrels and superheroes mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i love her roommate nancy whitehead and nancy whitehead's cat mew slash cat thor um is delightful <sighs> yes they're all delightful um <laughs> she she has a love interest that's not even really a love interest but they're just really good friends his name is tomas he's also known as chipmunk hunk um <laughs> oh my god yes uh yep and then there's koi boy like it's it's a delightful little comic um 
Koi boy who has Koi boy who has on his list of likes as justice no crime, and then his dislikes are injustice all crime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every every character gets a little one panel introduction. That's like um, essentially if you remember like Tiger Beat or like old Teen Vogue when they would give like little paragraphs about a celebrity or something that's kind of what they read like they're really funny yeah it's um, good <laughs> and there's also like there's jokes about the greater marvel universe in it but it's not something that like you need to be super familiar with our other marvel comics like if you've seen a marvel movie in the last decade you'll know enough to be able to enjoy the jokes like um in the first volume there's a bit where she looks up at a billboard and it's Tony Stark with an apology billboard going, sorry, I almost destroyed the world again. Everyone gets 10 terabytes of free internet on me. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning and the end of the comics, there's uh, her Twitter feed where she's constantly tweeting at Tony Stark because she used to live like a squirrel would in the attic of Avengers Tower. So she's like, my good friend, Tony Stark. And he's like, I don't remember you. <laughs> Stop talking to me. I, I particularly love Hulk's tweets because it, 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 it references that he's got huge fingers. <laughs> They're always... yeah. And it's just constant typos. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, they they just play around with with the characters and their the, it's fun and everything and actually recently she yeah. was in, in a um mini series um uh Marvel Rising I believe it was um yeah. which was a cartoon series yeah but uh yeah no like Squirrel Girl is fantastic like just just a lot of fun um they they put marvel characters into situations where it's kind of goofy like um the, the like not necessarily life or death and things like that like one of the early volumes they have her having to find thor and thor because long story um yep. <laughs> and um then uh they're there because um some ancient norse rat has been dealing with things has been dealing with things Loki doing the perpetual my bad. I said my bad already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it's they have to go deal with it while dealing with the pancake special. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's so good. Yep. Um, basically, if your favorite parts of Marvel movies were like the bits where they're all eating shawarma together, or Captain America is like, oh, I understood that reference. Like that's that's this comic. Mm -hmm. this comic's impact quite frankly <laughs> yeah and it again it's yeah. a great read it'll let you appreciate the goofy things because what squirrel girl does is it canonizes the goofy stuff because it all takes place in 616 which is the standard marvel like this is marvel's <laughs> primary timeline marvel has a lot yeah. of timelines um the one i'm uh, yeah. going to be talking about uh takes place and i don't remember and i'm 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 sorry, folks. I'm not going to waste your time looking up which Marvel timeline the Squirrel Girl books. Yeah, no, no one actually cares about the different timelines if they're just casually reading Squirrel Girl. Exactly, but um, and Squirrel Girl doesn't care about the different Marvel timelines if you're just casually reading Squirrel Girl. She absolutely does not. But it, it's it's fantastic, and it's always one of those things like 
Squirrel Girl is uh, is almost always well written, and it's one of the things where I always love when you find her like as a special team up. Like recently, I read all yeah. all new Wolverine, which is really no longer all that new, but it you know introduced right. introduced um, X twenty three as Wolverine uh, taking the yeah. place of of Logan, and yeah. um, her adventures with her clone sister Gabby, who is also turned into a delight. But uh, one one of the episodes. Squirrel Girl appears and does a, the mission, and I'm just like, this is fantastic, and it's great, and it's canon, because it's in the mainline Marvel comic as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, like, the Squirrel Girl, she sometimes jokes and references things that are no longer officially canon, so, like, she remembers all timelines. <laughs> like Deadpool, but less, um, I'm purposely breaking the fourth wall for the reader, yeah. it's more... Oh right, that's right. I've done dimen like dimension hopping or things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And also something I should note before we move on to talking about the book books um, is that each volume of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is named after a pop song. So uh, Squirrel, you know it's true. Squirrel, you really got me now. Um, who I run the world? Squirrels. I kissed a squirrel and I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Call your squirrel friends. Um, yeah, no, the, this comic is great and it's really funny. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, absolutely yeah. the type of thing to take your mind off of like anything. Like I, no point am I ever like, uh, squirrel girl. No, I'm like, yes, give me this. Like I'm, I'm not completely through yeah. the, 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 I'm not completely through the second book of the, um, of the, of the, um, YA novels, but they're fantastic. I could finish reading the first one like two days ago and I started reading the other ones yesterday. So it's like fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, forgive me if I'm remembering incorrectly, but the books have, oh, they might not have them on Hoopla. Actually, I don't think they have them on Hoopla. Oh no. Um, Cause I remember thinking that when I first checked them out, there's little um, footnotes on the pages making jokes, just like in the comic in the printed editions of the book. I don't think they're in the Hoopla version, which is a tragedy. Well, the Hoopla versions does have the little footnote numbers. They're not listed on the page thing. Um, oh, but if you click on them? Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it like, okay. brings up like, a Yo. link and stuff. That's a, that's a fix that happened after those got published then, because when they first came out, that wasn't there. Because, so yeah. So I guess that's, um, that's something to say about Hoopla, is they do updates. So if you ever run into something on Hoopla and you're like, this doesn't look right. You can literally email them and they'll figure it out and fix it. They're actually pretty good about that. Yeah, it's that that's very true. Um, yeah. which is a good segue into the the novel. So, yeah. The, the the novels of Squirrel of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl um are act kind of as sort of like an origin for um the for uh like a, a series. Again, doesn't take place in the main Marvel canon, but it does have a lot of fun references and things. Um there uh obviously again it follows doreen she's just entering um middle school or, or uh, no no it's not uh, not entering middle school she's in middle school about to enter high school um yeah. and um like she's only 14 years old in, the, in this comic and the idea is that um her parents door and marine which is where she gets her name from um they they uh had her like hide her tail and like they kept telling us because people would be jealous because they don't have long beautiful bushy tails and stuff um yeah. 
they, they they're very supportive parents though in the in the, in the oh yeah the absolutely i i love her mom i love her mm-hmm. mom so much but um yeah in the in the in the books um she's just starting to starting school making friends and she makes friends with uh anna sophia who is a deaf girl um uh person of colors uh anna sophia romero um and um it's it's really really um well written how they uh actually develop their friendship and stuff um like because uh, because it's constantly through things like like during constantly trying to like impose like certain labels on their friendships like bff aeae best friends always ever and ever <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but uh yeah and then that it also introduces how she meets tippy toe and then um mm-hmm. deals with her first villain the micromanager and um, <laughs> yeah um oh man oh this is this is where i pop in with one more there's um deadpool villain trading cards in the comic Yes, like written by deadpool where he describes various super villains he's encountered throughout his time um they're really funny oh they're fantastic yeah it's it's spectacular um this is another one where it's like she has she didn't live in with the avengers she she wants to be a superhero Mm -hmm. and things but um she hasn't like developed that yet and she she has squirrels break into the avengers mansion steal a cell like like borrow a cell phone and get the contact information for all the avengers for her and she just starts texting them like she she first texts black widow and black was like how did you get this number (laughs) and it's so good she gets to the point with tony stark and for the longest time like because this is kind of a beautiful joke in the fact that before 2008 yeah people knew about iron man but not many people actually knew about iron right. man because iron right. man prior to the marvel movies was a c-lister yeah he absolutely was yep <laughs> mm-hmm. so what they what's going on is it's a reference to the joke in that um she gets gets in contact with him and like is there anyone there who can help it's like you got the smartest person in the, in the world there. it's like oh well you know maybe i'll see can, can you maybe give me the number to hulk or something like 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 to the hulk then if you're, look, if you're gonna give me the smartest person in the world <laughs> that sort of thing the entire time just constantly like dragging tony as not a thing because she's like i don't know who iron man is <laughs> right <laughs> no one did. it's it's so good like all the other all the other characters are like they she's she geeks out over thor she geeks out over black widow she geeks out she she meets rocket raccoon over text and everything and it's just fantastic and rocket was the one that told her that like stark was just some janitor at the end. <laughs> it's so good uh, yep. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's a fantastically funny story. Like I'm I'm full grown man laughing over this this wonderful kids book, and it's just great. And the way it's told is great because each chapter tells you the perspective of who you're who you're um reading it from, and you'll get perspectives from Doreen, you'll get perspectives from Anna Sophia, you'll get perspectives from Tippy Toe, and then like as she starts developing her identity, you'll get you'll get the difference between doreen and squirrel girl and it's yeah great yep <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh. very very friendly very fun series um dean hale and shannon hale did a great job at writing this and like the comics they also have the um punny thing but in- instead of it being songs it's based off of it's it's punny names based off of like 
um, vi- visual pop culture media. The first one is a play on the on the Disney show Squir- uh, A Girl Meets World, and it's Squirrel Meets World. And the second yeah. one is Too Fuzzy, Too Furious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love those so much. Um, mm. I'm kind of... So, Sony and Marvel, I guess, kind of tangentially, um, announced recently that because of the pandemic, more animated movies are going to be coming out um, for obvious reasons. Like, people literally can't get together and act in the same room without going into a, a whole bunch of quarantine. And I don't think people realize how many how many people are involved in the day-to-day shoot of a movie. Um, you may see so, only yeah. two people on a screen, but the, behind the there camera are there are, like, people. 50 other people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're kind of starting to pivot to more animated movies and personally I am hoping for an animated squirrel girl movie. <laughs> I would love it. I would absolutely love that. I would love an animated people, squirrel girl movie. Um, yeah. People have been talking about Anna Kendrick as squirrel girl for years, but Anna Kendrick, uh, nah, nah, I, I could see her in a Marvel movie. I could see her in a Marvel movie, but not squirrel girl. Uh, for sure. Especially because it's like a plot point that squirrel girl has um <laughs> a rather sizable badonkadonk because that's where she hides her tail and anna kendrick is way too skinny um <laughs> yeah no offense to her in any way no she, she is yeah. she's an absolutely beautiful woman just not <laughs> not what we need for squirrel now if it, now if it was animated yeah. well i mean it's no yeah and i mean it's when i say it's a thing i mean it's a plot point that squirrel girl would be considered plus size and has a hard time finding pants sometimes and stuff like that. It's more of a like, like all body sizes empowerment type exactly. thing. Um, yeah. So having it be Anna Kendrick would be kind of garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I would love to see an animated, an animated series. Um, I mean, I, I love more um, animated stuff like, like that's one thing that I gotta say, DC has usually done better than Marvel is their animated yeah, universe. Better animated movies than in-person movies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like their animated stuff is like not just the movies, just the TV series in general. Like, don't get me wrong, the X-Men theme song has been stuck in my head since the '90s, but uh... but that's the thing is it's been since the '90s. Exactly. I mean, the big exception for Marvel is. Um into the spider-verse which was um incredible mm-hmm. um honestly my favorite spider-man movie but most of marvel's animated features are ugh, bad yeah <laughs> like um like I... bad animation bad bad yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I would absolutely adore a squirrel girl uh cartoon and I would honestly I would love if they would like like they if they don't want to tie it to like the primary universe then spin off and do it the marvel animated cinematic universe boom there you go it doesn't have to affect their their big time uh cash cows and whatever and yeah i guarantee it would do probably do just as well with the kids exactly i mean into the spider-verse made a boat ton of money and actually won them an oscar so yeah, yeah. and it deservedly so like it, it, the first it was it it's really funny because superhero movies don't win Oscars until a cartoon <laughs> superhero movie. Yeah. Well, well, they win like special effects Oscars and stuff, but like 
if I recall correctly, like Into the Spider Verse won best animated feature over a Pixar movie. Yes, <laughs> like... and um, I, and this is coming from somebody who grew who uh, has an animation background. Yes, they absolutely deserved it because yeah, Pixar movies. Don't get me wrong; they're usually fantastic and stuff. They they will pull at the heartstrings and everything. Um, they, they will apply new technology to things like a lot of people don't realize that one of the biggest advancements from in 2004, when the Incredibles came out was hair, the hair in that, the hair in that movie was a huge breakthrough. Like when you actually see, um, when Helen pops up from the water and you see the, the, the hair clinging, that was something they could not do before. Wet hair was a brand new technology. They did, they announced assignment. But that's the thing. Yeah, you can make that as a breakthrough effects thing. It does not necessarily mean that your movie does anything it's ground- great. Yeah, groundbreaking. <laughs> like I love Incredibles. I love like the, like the Pixar movies. But you gotta push push boundaries. Like when um Spider when Spider Verse came out, it pushed the boundaries by doing um unique takes on animation by having the different different parts of the frame be film be animated at different key frame rates of um, yeah. 12 24 30 frames per second to give it that that really interesting um comic booky feel well and like also to do the um people they're literally characters from another dimension coming together type thing you know mm-hmm. so they they all look different they're all animated differently, but they're all in the same frame together. It's wild. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, 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 get somebody like that for Squirrel Girl, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, especially because then they could also start introducing some of the characters that would like uh, other characters that um, don't get like the the same screen uh, the same screen time. Like, um, I know they announced Ms. Marvel, and I'm super waiting on that because i adore the kamala comics i yeah ms marvel is also incredible and also on hoopla uh oh and um written by a detroit native um Mm -hmm. i'm blanking on his name completely right now but yeah (laughs) you should read those (laughs) we'll get to we'll get to that when we when we review it because now obviously we have to review it (laughs) yeah He's also um, same guy is in charge of uh, Miles Morales Spider Man mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would love an animated. I would love an animated Ms. Marvel movie in the style of um, Spider Verse. Oh man, in the style of Into the Spider Verse, but also Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh my God! Oh, yes. Man. Mm. Oh man. How many yeah. weeks are we going to be reviewing right. Marvel stuff? How many weeks are we going to be doing that, Simon? <laughs> um, apparently forever. Oh, well. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Darn. So, yeah, there's a lot of Marvel stuff on Hoopla, and it's it's a lot of, like, really delightful, um, very inclusive things um, that, that, that are inclusive despite what their current editor-in-chief wants, quite frankly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah big time um but that's a long uh, story <laughs> that's a long story and um honestly it makes me depressed so i'm not gonna talk about it yep. you can you can um, read about it <laughs> basically basically there's a lot of creators doing cool things in the marvel universe even without institutional support yeah <laughs> exactly um, so we support those creators <laughs> big time big time 
so yeah um squirrel girl the books are great the comics are great definitely read them like they're, they're fantastic they're quick reads for kids um very age appropriate for um preteens and teens like I, even though the comic the, the comics take place in is teen thing like like late teens i'd still let you know a 12 uh, 11 or 12 year old read the squirrel girl comics because you know they, yeah. they're fine <laughs> yeah they're fine <laughs> especially when they introduce the actual cat thor <laughs> yeah with cat the mighty Thor-er. with this mighty hammer munir yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so simon how have um, you been this week um not not great honestly wear your masks people yeah uh, yeah yep yep that, uh, that's all i got um <laughs> i got uh after this i'm going to be uh destroying my body again because i got i managed to get a copy of ring fit adventure take that scalpers um <laughs> and um yeah they didn't know that that would destroy me but uh hey I'm going to do it, and then I've also got the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I played about an hour and a half of that, maybe two hours of that, and it's good. It's very good. I'm. They waste no time introducing villainous Steve, but you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying uh, it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I never actually played Final Fantasy VII because I didn't have a. Um a PlayStation at the time. So that's cool. I might get to it at some point. Um I mean yeah, it it it's one of those games where there's a lot of rose tinted nostalgia. Like Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 are there's a big divide in the fandom between those two, like which is better. I personally love um Final Fantasy 7 abridged where um Cloud is voiced by the guy who plays um Midoriya in My Hero Academia's English dub. Um, <laughs> and it's just a goofy um, parody thing using the old game. And they're, they're like, Cloud, what is it? Is that, because you, is that because you rain on people's parades? No, those are squalls, and nobody likes those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I can say it's amazing for what it did. It, um, it was, like... Nobody at the time could honestly say 3D cinematic animation editor for video games on their resume. So these were people all trudging brand new ground. And some of the tech yeah. there, it's like, it looks dated and stuff today. But you have to realize, when they were working with the tech of the PlayStation, like, the simplest summon to me is Titan, where he just lifts up the earth and flips it over on the enemy. Boom. Done. Yeah. But the fact that it was able to do a breakaway without heart, without ruining the textures and stuff, that was something games couldn't do at the time. They figured out how to get it to work for every battle arena, and that's remarkable. Like it's the yeah. it's the shortest summon in the game. It's one of the shortest summons in the game, but boom, amazing. And yep. here it is. Here's seven remake being absolutely gorgeous with a bunch of very 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 thirsty people. <laughs> like oh my god they are so thirsty for whether it's Cloud, Tifa, or Eris it's just like mm. okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway that's my uh, temperature yeah, check <laughs> yeah cool um sorry <laughs> it's alright sorry 
Huh? It's it's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, yeah. Where where are your masks, people? Yes, um, please. It's, it's yeah. It's it's because now I gotta self isolate for two more weeks and get another test. So that's fun. Yeah. Fun. The mask. The masks aren't for your protection. They're for others' protection. Yep. So, um. Yeah. So please. cool. Oh wait, we gotta do one more. Um. Oh, yes. Don't forget to go to DetroitPublicLibrary.org and sign up for our online summer reading. There. Good. <laughs> Boom. There <Wow>. you go. <laughs> Log those minutes, people. Log those minutes. <laughs> do, 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 so, minutes. do so while reading Squirrel Girl. It's fantastic. Yes. Good plans. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.